Okay, wake up in the morning and I go and get the paper. Gotta get the paper. Every morning gotta go and get the paper. And a nice cup of coffee. Fans, it's Ben Solis. This week we got our new season of Archer. We're talking about Marvel Super Bowl ad and everything you need to know about the Deadpool movie. <clears throat> hey, Geek fans, this is uh, Malachi Barrett. Uh, ben Solis is a little late. <laughs> We're we're changing the intro up a little bit. We're off the gun. Yeah, we're going the, rogue. The vibe was a little off because I'm used to you know after you I talk normally, but yep. you talked first and it just threw me for a loop. And who else is with us? The infamous Kelsey Cavazos. The infamous. The infamous. Somebody better lock her up. That's an okay. <laughs> it was an okay game. Yeah, I we took over. Yeah. We're a we're a rogue group this week. Ben's a little late, so we're getting started without him. Uh, I think he's stuck in some kind of Groundhog Day esque. Uh, time paradox where he wakes up every morning having to relive uh, being like an hour late to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like a reoccurring nightmare for us, really, not for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do we got going on this week, guys? I'd like to do a couple shout-outs first because uh, we've got some some activity on the Raving Geeks Twitter. Um, you know, Cody, if you're listening, thanks for giving us a shout-out last week. Uh, have a good time at work, whatever you're doing. You're our biggest fan, man. Seriously. Also, Danny DeVito bot. Tweeted oh, at us. Yeah, oh, yeah. That. That, that was my highlight of my life. Because we, we were talking about how uh, the new Detective Pikachu should be Danny DeVito in the English localization. And apparently there's a person who created a Twitter account specifically to find Danny DeVito references. And then he just tweets at them, Danny has heard ye. Yes. <laughs> I, I actually heard that because of this. We're on the next uh, episode of Always Sunny. Yeah, well, we were trying to keep that under wraps, but actually, yeah. we we've taken over the show. Yeah, uh, we're we're gonna be show running for the next <laughs> little known seasons. fact. Uh, I I got a shout out to uh, I was telling Malachi, my buddy JB lives in Chicago, and he kind of got on the hype train of the Raven Geeks, and he listened he listened to all of our episodes. He's a big fan. Get on board or get yeah, he's out a of big, the way. He's a big fan of you too, Malachi. Which I mean, I guess it's okay. How but, could you not be really? You know, well, I, I thought you know you want me we to were say? friends and everything. But. Yeah, yeah. Let's air the grievances. I know Festivus <laughs> is over, but what do you got? Yeah. Well, he was saying, uh, rightly so, that I I keep getting screwed over in these uh, gladiatorial battle challenges. Well, you know, you you get what you're you know you're handed to so we should so. do we should do another one pretty soon you know what since x-men apocalypse is coming out maybe we should do one with different x-men characters Ooh, I like that, one. That, that, kind of fun. that that would be interesting because i am terrible with x-men Ooh, I like Absolute, i'm pretty good with x-men absolutely so terrible <clears throat> well guys uh have you ever seen the archer tv show yes i've seen a couple episodes um just i'm I've liked every episode I've seen, but I've I've not like religiously watched the show. Yeah, it's good. Um, they're in season seven now, or they're about to be pretty soon, which I didn't even realize. It show's been on TV for a really long time. Um, but what has been really cool that they've done, I think the last three or four seasons, they do kind of like a theme. So there was Archer Vice where they were like out in Miami and they were like, <laughs> they got uh, their organization, their like CIA-esque organization was disassembled. So they were well, like Coke it, dealers. Well, was that around the time? Because their organizations, I know it was called ISIS. Yeah. And I think kind of they started going away from that when the whole isis thing started happening i think that was part of it too yeah, yeah. uh and then they did a a season that was purely like them working for the cia and it was like more kind of like dirty espionage and this season is going to be some kind of like magnum pi uh type of homage they actually released a shot for shot remake remake of the magnum pi opening credits <laughs> that's amazing it was pretty great uh so they're Which, moving out to california to start a new agency uh, apparently for this season. And there's going to be some guest stars like J.K. Simmons and Patton Oswalt. Ooh. I love me some J.K. Simmons. You know, uh, 
I really like this show because the group behind it, they, they did Frisky Dingo too. Have you ever seen that show, that Adult Swim show? No, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's the same kind of humor where like it builds on itself and it creates kind of like a language in the show itself. So they do like recurring gags and everything mm-hmm. and they get like more, I don't know, convoluted and complex as time goes on. But it's a really fun show. Another fun show that's coming out on Sunday, and it's Saturday when we're recording this, so unfortunately we can't really do an episode review, but Venture Brothers is back. Oh, yeah. Venture Brothers is probably like one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I've never seen an episode of Venture Brothers. Really? I know I've it. Like, I've seen a lot of stuff about it. I've seen like funny clips from it that made me giggle, but <laughs> t- tickled me in all the right bits, right, Kelsey? <laughs> but, um, oh, why, don't, why are you pointing at me? <laughs> because we brought that up in the Suicide Squad episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, okay. But that's the one show I just, I, for whatever reason, I never watched it i think you would really enjoy it it's it's both like an homage to like johnny quest uh a parody of like gi joe mm-hmm. super villains like marvel super villains and dc super villains there's like a shield-esque organization and it's just like i don't know my favorite thing is like the character names that they come up with uh so there's a villain called phantom limb like the phantom <laughs> limb syndrome and all of his limbs are invisible so he's like basically a floating torso <laughs> There's a there's a guy who works for the Shield esque organization, which in this show, like the Shield team is like Marvel Shield and then also like GI Joe at the same time. Uh, and there's a guy called Bum Rush, and he, you know, just kind of making fun of those ridiculous GI Joe names. But he's a guy who dresses up like a hobo and he's got a shopping cart <laughs> and he like runs at people. Uh, there's Private Shoreleave, who's like a, a flamboyantly homosexual secret agent but he's like super good at his job the henchmen on the show are like some of the funniest characters because they're just always getting their asses handed to them uh in this new season they're moving to uh new york uh and they have kind of like a baxter building-esque tower Hmm. uh where they're going to be living in and there's like an avengers parody team called uh like i forget what the name the team name is called but the captain america parallel is stars and garters (laughs) and he wears like wedding garters and like high heels and stuff yeah I don't know. It's really funny. I'm excited to check it out. You guys should uh, should watch it on Sunday when yeah. it comes out. Well, um, kind of going off like your you know your your spinoff thing, um, in the reoccurring jokes. I have to say, if you haven't seen it, the show Community. It's on Hulu. Watch that because it has the greatest reoccurring joke I've ever seen. Super subtle. Where like in the first season they say Beetlejuice, and then like later on in season two or something like that they say Beetlejuice again, and then. It's just like worked into the conversation like super. And then the final time when someone says Beetlejuice, if you look in the background, Beetlejuice walks by in the background. <laughs> and it's just kind of like you see it and you go, huh? Like, And then it, when he clicks, like what the reoccurring joke is, it's so funny. And that's why when I heard that the Russo brothers who do Community, which is a comedy, were going to do Captain America Winter Soldier. I didn't know they were involved y- in that. Yeah. They, they, I think they are the main – they're either the main writers or they were like the creators. Well, I know Dan Harmon was really heavily involved yeah, with that. Yeah, but I think the Russo brothers wrote for it. That's why everyone was like, the guys who did Community are going to do Winter Soldier? Like that's And they killed it. Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. really good. So Interesting. And if you like Archer, see the movie The Man from U.N.C.L.E. Because Henry Cavill in that movie – pretty much plays archer and it's i really enjoyed it. i like i like that better than specter and i you know as i've said before for spy movies it's a guy Ritchie film so if you like guy Ritchie, it's not his best work but it's i really really enjoyed it well you had said mm-hmm. between that and kingsman those were like your favorite spy yeah movies those were my kingsman was just such a it was the closest thing that we've gotten to austin powers in a long time i mean you know what i mean like see <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. and I've never thought Colin Firth would ever be an action star. And he even said it himself when they cast him. He's like, 
no one wants to come to this movie and see me like fight people. And he was amazing in it. Samuel L. Jackson, I loved his villain with his little lispy villain that he was the whole time. He's great. In Had everything. the greatest product placement I've ever seen with the them eating the McDonald's meal at dinner. Yeah, I mean it was just it had it had. Luke Skywalker was in it. I mean, it was just, it was a good. Mark Hamill was in that movie? Yeah, Mark Hamill was, he's in that movie. He's in the beginning. He's got like a little cameo. Um, but Taron Edgerton, I I want him to be in everything now because I loved him in that movie. So I'm ex- I want to see this Eddie the Eagle movie that he's got coming out with Hugh Jackman. Uh, look up that trailer because that looks like it's going to be a really, really cool movie. Based on a true story, he's like the worst skier in Olympic history or something <laughs> like that. It's great. Is though. it kind of like a biopic? It's a, it's a biopic, but it's. It's kind of done in a fun way. It's got a. It's. I think Matthew Vaughn is doing it. Yeah. Don't quote me on that because that was a guess. But I think that he kind of was working on it. If not, it's got a Matthew Vaughn esque kind of like tone to it. I. Yeah, you could see it. But I mean, it's got Hugh Jackman in it. Um, I can't think of his name, but he played the headless horseman in Sleepy Hollow. Um, in like the movie. Or in, like the, the in the movie, show? I don't know why I pulled that movie because he's been in a lot of stuff. He's the bad guy in the Rundown. I don't know. Everyone, I don't know that. Kevin Spacey does a great impression of him, and I, his his name is just drawn the dude. Kevin Spacey is really good at impressions in general. There was mm-hmm. uh, inside the actor studio with him, and he pulled like ten or fifteen guys out of his hat. He was pretty good. Yeah. So, but yeah, go, definitely go see the Man from Uncle if you haven't seen it. it. It's it's one of those movies from last year that not a lot of people saw. Didn't get a lot of like talk behind it, but it's worth watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys watching the Super Bowl tomorrow? Tomorrow, our time. Yesterday, when this is gonna come out, uh, I do, uh, I do, I do watch it. I do, I do watch it. Spoiler alert. Um, I, I, I am gonna watch it. Um, you will have a Super Bowl. I, I don't have cable, so I'm going to Saginaw to go visit my dear younger brother Seth, and we're gonna sit down and we're gonna hang out, and watch the Super Bowl. I, I'm this year. I'm not really interested in it, as I have been invested in past years. Pretty much. I'm solely watching it because it's the Super Bowl has kind of gotten the Batman v Superman treatment to it, yeah. where Cam Newton is you know Superman and you got the old brittle beaten down Peyton Manning <laughs> as Bruce Wayne and they're duking it out, you know. Dude, but, Peyton Manning's head is basically a baked potato. Yeah, like I just well, all I want to do is like poke holes in his head and throw him in the microwave for five minutes. He looks like a toe. He looks like a toe for sure. I yeah. have a picture actually that I put on Instagram and it's comparing him to a toe. And the toe is painted with the Broncos like logo on it. I can't tell them apart. Yeah. The best thing about this is that there's going to be a lot of like movie trailers, right? So we're supposed to get some kind of new Civil War trailer, I think. I heard the only thing that I've heard for sure is the Deadpool spot. That's going to actually be like for the Super Bowl. Like Ryan Reynolds is going to be talking about football, I think, or probably soccer. Oh my god! The marketing campaign. We're going to get into Deadpool a little bit. We're going to have our advisor come on and, and walk through. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of Deadpool, everything you need to know about the movie. But I'm excited for that. That should be yeah. hilarious. I mean, I would if I had to guess. I think we're gonna get two TV spots, two 15 TV second TV spots for Batman v Superman. One's gonna be a Batman focus. One, one's gonna be Superman. That's just like one in the first half, one in the second half. I would think you're gonna see a a Civil War because that's their next movie that's coming out. And we've only really had one trailer for that so mm-hmm. far, and that's and, coming out and, pretty and soon. I, was it a trailer? Or was it technically a teaser? Uh, the one that came out, I mean, I think it was a full trailer. Was well, because like see, I, I'm getting so confused with this teaser trailer d- differential because I always thought yeah. like the teaser was like a one minute thing. But I mean, with Suicide Squad, what they said the Comic Con thing was that was a teaser, and then we got the actual trailer, which was the trailer, which which we they didn't were get, both like three minutes long though. Yeah, can I ask you because you weren't on the episode where we talked about the Suicide Squad trailer? Can we get 
you know, what did you think of it? Because you've kind of been outspoken against DC, you know. I, I'm bought in now. I think it's going to be really good. The The only thing that I'm worried about is that the trailer, the way that it was cut was really great, but it seemed kind of derivative of Guardians mm-hmm. in that they, they picked kind of like this classic rock song and then aligned the movie, and it was like humorous, and they're like bad guys, but they're good guys and that kind of thing. So I hope it doesn't go down that route. I hope it's a little bit more like clearly cut that these guys are bad. Which I think, it, from what I've seen, for the most part, it looks like it'll be that way. But I, I love those kind of movies where it's like, you know, anti-heroes, I guess. But, like, people who are obviously, like, not – you shouldn't be rooting for them. But they're somewhat doing an admirable thing. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun. Well, and then the the only other TV spot that I had heard people were really talking about is everyone was thinking we were going to get a Rogue One trailer. Seems pretty early for but, that. But, oh, I mean, we got this. We got the, the first Star Wars movie pretty – um, pretty early, but yeah. I don't know. I know there's this rule and I don't exactly know the exact wording, but it's basically in Hollywood with trailers. You're only allowed to release them. There's like a window. It's only, it's something like six months before the movie you can, is when you can start releasing trailers or it's something like, it's that. like a rule. It's yeah. It's kind of like a, I don't have it in front of me, but I've heard it before, that but weird. I, I think each studio gets like a couple times a year that they can break this rule. So, for instance, with the, the Star Wars trailer, that was kind of their one where we, they broke it, and with, like, Batman v Superman. Um, I don't know if that's just theater. Like, you know, you can't have it in theaters for your viewing for so long in advance, but I know there's kind of, like, some rule around it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The, so there's some people, I don't know if it's we're inside that window now, but... Five months, yeah. There's a five month. Why window. would that? Why would that rule exist? That's weird. For the, think about it for this way. We heard where with Rogue One uh, during the summer, Ben Mendelsohn, you know, who's now in the movie Rogue One, he was not allowed to talk about being in Rogue One. They weren't allowed to push it. Rogue One. They were only allowed to call it the Star Wars anthology movie because of Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. They had a deal with Rogue um, Nation where you're not allowed to say Rogue One because our movie's called Rogue Nation, and they didn't want that to get confused. It interferes with other, and it interferes. It's it's all that business side of Hollywood that I'm I kind of know about, but I know absolutely nothing well, about. That makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, we are supposed to get a full 60 second Super Bowl commercial with Marvel. Marvel has teamed up with Coke uh, to put together this. Whatever it is, it's really cryptic. Nobody really knows what it's about. Well, you know, I if I was Captain America, the thing I want to do after a hard day of fighting evil is sit back with a crisp, cold Coca-Cola. What's more American? This this podcast brought to you by Coca-Cola. I, I've been told that the founders of Hydra were Pepsi people. Well, I mean, as someone who has worked for Pepsi, allegedly... That may be true, allegedly. Allegedly, course. yeah. Do I need to? Do you have a hydro tattoo somewhere on you? Like, uh, you, you know, I, we're not that close yet, <laughs> and uh, that can't be shown over Periscope. But you know, yeah. it's, it, let's just say it's somewhere on my body. So apparently, this is not going to be some kind of trailer for any of the Marvel movies. It's it's a. It was put together by a, an ad agency, Wyden and Kennedy, which I don't know who that is, but apparently they put together some of like the most popular Nike TV yeah, spots. Yeah, I guess Kelsey, you'd probably know better than I. Who are some of their other clients? Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> They're huge. I, but I know about if them. you've if you've heard of them, they probably did it. Which is weird. So Marvel, I don't think would need their help to cut a trailer. They have people in LA that that do that right. already. So it seems to be some kind of you know Coca Cola always has like these really long like motivational, inspirational kind of like ads during the Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be some kind of collaboration with Marvel like. Save the world with a, a sip of cola or something <laughs> yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, th- I think a lot. this whole Deadpool campaign 
it's really pushed a lot of these other companies into showing like you can have something that no one's heard about. Like, like I, I you'll hear in the interview, you know, with, with Dave, but my mom has no idea who Deadpool is. My mom knows who Thor is because Chris Hemsworth is, is hot. My mom knows who Captain America is because Chris Evans is hot. You know, um, Iron Man is because Robert Jr. Robert is who you, yeah. And she, she's like, what's this? She, she doesn't watch the bachelor. Okay. She does not. My mom yeah. doesn't really watch TV. But she loves The Walking Dead. That's like her one TV show she she watches. That's coming back pretty soon. Too. Yeah, I'm excited about um, that. And she goes, "Hey, what's this superhero movie with Ryan Reynolds in it?" And I'm like, what you, "You heard about Deadpool?" She goes, "Yeah, I saw the commercial, and he was walking around with his shirt off, and ooh, you know." <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, mom, you know, keep it in your pants, you know." <laughs> but yeah. like, no, I was like, "Yeah, he's 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 playing this superhero, and he's." So I gave her the look on like he's got cancer and he's not going to look like Ryan Reynolds the whole movie. Trust me. And, you know, so I sent her the video of the the actual like full trailer that we got. And she was like, oh, that looks really funny. So my mom, you know, who she only knows Batman because I made her buy me all the toys growing up, you know, like she now knows it about Deadpool, you wow. know, so well, they can get Tyler's mom on board. Yeah, you can get anybody. <laughs> Tyler's mom approved. <laughs> yeah, marketing has definitely been like insane. Mm hmm. And it's awesome because it's so, like, diverse. Like, who else is going to put out a, a basically a trailer for your movie that's talking about Australia Day? Like, that's, that you're never going to see a Hulk movie where Hulk is like... Yeah. Ryan Reynolds has done more for testicular cancer than the medical field has done in its entire <laughs> existence, you know? That's a bold claim. Um, it, um, hey, you know what? Keep bold. Um, the name. Remember the name I was stumbling over? I couldn't think of the actor. It's Christopher Walken. I forgot. Really? You I, forgot I, Christopher Walken? It, yeah, it drew drew a blank, man. Like, I think it's because now that Ben's gone, someone has to pick up his mantle as being the guy who just, like, doesn't know what he's talking about 90% of the time. And that's turned into me. Yeah. Well, it's part of a – it's a tenant of the raving geeks to have yeah. that kind of dynamic, I guess. Um, in other news, we talked about back, Batman Arkham Knight the other day. Yeah. It's been uh, no longer being brought to the Mac and Linux. It's uh, just been pulled from, from Steam entirely. You know, and – I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I was gonna try to stay super calm and cool and collect about this Malachi. Yeah, but I, I know I gotta watch my levels. You better watch that level. And I'm just gonna forget. People just need to get over things. Like they just need to. People who, and by people I mean like the internet culture of going on message boards and complaining about everything that they have no control over. You sent me the the story and I read it. And yeah, does it? Do I feel bad for the people who have Macs and Linux and have been waiting to play Arkham Knight? Yeah, I do because I played Arkham Knight and I really liked it. And obviously, because I'm not a terrible human being, I would like other people to enjoy things that I enjoy. But I went and scrolled down the comment, like the comments of that story, and I instantly didn't feel bad for any of them anymore. There were people like, oh. Uh, this is the they're the worst company ever oh this uh. okay i guarantee the people who type that are the same people that for arkham asylum and arkham city said wow this is the greatest game ever like finally someone's doing batman right like oh this is so cool and rocksteady it's rocksteady made it yeah. not including the the prequel game because that was wb montreal i think who made that game yeah. um all three of those games were great they were a Batman story that was set differently from the comics. They didn't pull any. It was a story they made up. Yeah, it had some influence from some of these stories. I mean, Arkham Asylum was basically Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum run. It was, you know, kind of had the same tone. But I loved it. If tomorrow Rocksteady comes out and says, hey, we're making a Green Arrow game 
kind of heavily influenced on like Arkham, the Arkham Knight games where he's, you know, running through Star City and doing his vigilante thing or a Superman game or a Green Lantern game Dude, or a Flash did, game or did. Justice League game. And it's the same mechanics of the Arkham Knight games, but with another hero. I'm like, yes, take all my money and make this game. Like, I want to see it because have you, I've not since the X-Men arcade game, have I played a superhero game that I liked as much as this Arkham series? I put a lot of quarters in the X-Men yeah. arcade game. And, you know, then you got people at the same time who are like, well, they they lost my money. No, they didn't lose your money. They're not going to get your money, but they never had your money. And if you don't have something, you can't lose it. Okay? You can't. So I'm sorry that this company went through and said, hey, we're going to try to make this work and decided monetarily wise, we can't. It's going to cost us too much money to get this working. It's got too many problems. So we're just not going to do it. If you pre-ordered the game, they gave you your money back. So it's not like they're just keeping your stupid money and being like, oh, it sucks to be you, you know? And if you didn't buy it, then you're not paying for it. So, that you know, it's just, if you want to play it that bad, go out and find find a buddy who has this console. Watch the cutscenes online if you are if you want to know the story that bad. It's a great story. Malachi and I were just talking about it. Like, gameplay-wise, it's pretty much the same thing as Arkham City. There's not as many boss fights. It's, you know, like the big boss fights that everyone likes. It's a lot more of the side missions. But the story itself of Arkham Knight was amazing. I, I kind of go, man, I wish that this was a com- If this was a comic, I would have loved it. They did a lot of ballsy things, you know, in that game. Like, maybe it seemed like some characters died, you know. Then, you know, maybe they're not dead. Then they killed some characters that, you know, aren't, aren't dead in the comics and stuff. They just they made it its own universe. And just to hear these people sitting here and go, worst company ever. Uh, do they forget that Ubisoft, I don't think, has put out a game that has not been broken, like, at launch in three games now with their Assassin's Creed games. And EA, everyone complains about EA and their microtransactions. I mean, I'm sorry that the game didn't work. I mean, like I said, I'm kind of being mean because I played on PS4 and it was great. But man, how much did how much did Ubisoft pay you to say that, Tyler? You know, Ubisoft didn't you pay shill? me. Ubisoft didn't pay me anything because I'm I'm still mad that Ubisoft, spoiler alert, killed Desmond Miles in the Assassin's Creed thing and just totally wiped out the storyline of like the present day because to me that was the most interesting stuff was where they were building with this thing and it's like, "Oh, he's actually just going to touch this orb and we're going to kill him." But I'm sorry. I'm done ranting about the Arkham Knight. I I really <laughs> like the to game. let it go. You know. Yeah, I re- I really like the Arkham Knight, and I can understand if if you were angry and you wanted to play this game and you've been waiting for it and it didn't come out. I'm sorry, but we live in a world where you can go and find it somewhere. You know, what I mean, you can go play it somewhere. You know. Yeah. You you don't you said yourself you haven't played Arkham Knight because you don't have a console. I have a console though, and if a I console guess, or a console a console. I I'm from the, I'm pretty much from the south of Michigan, so I talk real funny. Yeah. You know. Ben himself, he's got the freaking Batman limited edition PS4. Now, if you could suffer through hanging out with Ben for a couple hours <laughs> and you want to play the game, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, go play it. Where but there's a will, there's a way. I, I, my, my favorite game right now is Minecraft. You don't hear me complaining all the time that, man, the people on the PC just have so much more stuff that they can do with the Minecraft. You know what? Right. If I wanted to play it that bad, I'd go get a PC and play it. Okay, and rant. Sorry, I'm just... I will say though, like uh, uh, Arkham style Green Arrow game with like a lock on mechanic, and yeah. you can fire different kind of arrows. That'd be really cool. Yeah, like a third person over the shoulder if you want to shoot, and, and otherwise it's it's kind of like the Arkham games. Yeah. Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about Deadpool. So we're gonna have a little word from our sponsors. We're gonna come back uh, with our advisor, Dave Clark, the Deadpool expert, and uh, that's that's gonna be a fun conversation, I think. 
Wake up in the morning and I go and get the paper. Gotta get the paper. Hey guys, this episode of Raving Geeks has been sponsored by the Hall of Heroes. Located in Campus Court next to Subway, the Hall of Heroes is open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Visit their website at www.hallofheroesllc.com and let the Hall of Heroes become your go-to comic book destination. My synopsis is real. Never had that old Dixie feel with cats who make waves and aptly get a 360 deal. Deadpool. The Merc with a Mouth, the inescapably famous and hardest working anti-hero on the pages of Marvel Comics. Today, we're honoring Wade Wilson with a special edition of Raving Geeks. This episode comes less than a week practically before the Deadpool movie comes out, He's on, before he's immortalized on the silver screen, portrayed by the irreverent Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the movie, which is rated R, is also poised to be one of the more significant comic book reboots in history. So we'll see how that goes. And even if you don't know a lot about Deadpool, you know the tropes. He's unstable, he's unstoppable, he's vulgar. He tries to kill and in some cases succeeds at killing Marvel tentpole characters, all while spouting witticisms, one-liners, and talking to his readership by breaking the fourth wall. Tyler and I both enjoy this character pretty, uh, pretty heavily, but no one in the CM Life offices is more of a fan and adores this character more than our fearless leader, Dave Clark, director of student publications. And we got Dave in the studio with us today. Dave, how you doing? Hello, geeks. Thank you for having me here. Fantastic. Um, I don't know what that says about me that this is one of my favorite characters, but but it is. Is it so would you say he's your favorite comic book character? You know, I I don't know. I don't like to qualify that stuff. Um I will say this. He's on the Mount Rushmore? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if M- Mount Rushmore looks like Wolverine, Deadpool, probably the Punisher next. And uh, the the last face on there is probably Daredevil. Gotcha. And, and all so, of them are, like, trying to blow up Mount Rushmore at the pre- Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I mean, you know, but but no, sorry, no Batman on there. That happens. So, you know, we invited Dave today to nerd out with us to kind of dig deeper into this character and then hopefully at the end school us in some Deadpool trivia, which I've studied immensely for. Yeah, just let me uh, jump in here. They all say they've studied immensely hard oh, I, for I, this. I didn't study and at all. Pretty much if you know these people, you know that this is going to be a bloodbath later on. So I, I'm looking forward to it. We're going down. But I actually I'm might win the – Yeah, I'm, I'm, You guys are lucky I put pants on today. That's how prepared <laughs> I am for this trivia. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I got shorts on. But they, they call, they're half pants. Kind of pants. So, Dave, let's get right into it. What is it about Deadpool that fascinates you – so damn much um fascinates me I, I don't know if i would say fascinates but um one of the reasons i was sort of a, attracted to this character you know i just told you who's on mount rushmore right so um darker characters um certainly the punisher i mean you know him and and uh, daredevil in particular you know the hero is born out of tragedy and then there's wolverine um, the, uh, the indestructible Canadian, uh, you know, um, uh, tornado, um, all pretty dark characters. The thing I love about Deadpool is of course the sense of humor. And that's, I think what everybody sort of gravitates towards. And I'll say, you know, this character goes back to eighties and nineties, early nineties is, is really when he kind of took off. And I can't say I was a huge fan then. Here's the irony of my uh, relationship with Deadpool. My least favorite comic book artist, Rob Liefeld. Interesting. So the creator but, of this character, you just don't but know he, that like. Out of nowhere, he creates Deadpool, who I adore. But really the voice 
of Deadpool, and certainly it looks like the voice that they're uh, going to incorporate into the movie is really where um, the comedian Brian Postain and Jerry Duggan, when they took over the title and started to, to write the stories, that's where I got really interested. Interesting. So that, is that where you jumped on the Deadpool thing? Um, in and around there, you know. I mean, there's a certain uh, archetype of this kind of character. You know, uh, Deathstroke is one of those guys. We can thank your boys at the Distinguished Competition. Um, Brushing my shoulders off here. Well, l- l- no, no, let me finish. Oh, boy. We can thank them for inventing them. Uh, for inventing Deathstroke and then have, have it, it be mercilessly ripped off. Have it be such a ridiculous character that when Rob finally leaves, uh, you know, he's one of those artists that bounced around from DC to Marvel back and forth. And I think his last run there maybe was on Teen Titans or something. He was. Yeah, he did. He did Hawk and Dove for a little so, bit. Hawk and Dove yeah, is Hawk another Dove, one. Yeah. So he bounces back over to Marvel <laughs> and he decides to have at it with some of the the DC characters. And of course, this is one of the ones that you know I call it a parody or rip off or whatever you want to. What I'm saying is he took something from DC and made it better. Well, we'll see about that. But no, and, uh, I was reading out that when Rob actually showed Fabian um, the the character design, he said to him straight up, "Like this, this is Deathstroke, dude. Like, come on." And that's why they named him Wade, right? Because right, of Slade right. Wilson, they kind of this joke that he might be related Absolutely. to him. Interesting. So that that first issue, New Mutants ninety eight. Do you have it? Do you, do you even like it? Oh no! I mean, you know, they just reprinted all the number ones that featured um, Deadpool, including that one. Um, and I think you can get them from our uh, uh, fine sponsor. I'm sure yeah. we'll get to that later on. The but, Hall of Heroes. Um, but, yeah, for like 99 cents. Um, I don't have that original one. I think that's going for somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to $800 right now. It's got to be. I wish I did. Um, I thought that was chump change for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got mad money. You're good. He was shaking me down for coins for lunch money earlier. Cool. So in that in that first appearance, he's hired to take out Cable. You know, right. he's, he's supposed to be this anti no, he's not even supposed to be an anti-hero when he came out. He's a mercenary. He's a super villain. He's a super villain mercenary. And then he kind of just became so well-loved. He got his first title in 97. And so when when was that Posein run Then did you jump to Anna? Mm, I want to say that's around 2006, 2007. Gotcha. Um, the, the first book, and uh, I actually have five recommendations for you guys of, of you know, people that are unfamiliar with the character but they kind of like what they see so far there's five different things i'm going to recommend where i think you can jump in and have a good deadpool experience and one of those first places is uh it it, it's kind of informally called the dead presidents series and that's got postain he's a stand-up comedian and he loves this stuff and a lot of the things that he does in in the first few um issues of that run um i think you're going to see in the upcoming movie like in a couple of um, different scenes, he'll pause and say, like, insert Pantera song here and that kind of stuff. Not DMX. I don't know where that came from. But yeah, but um, but the, that's fine. It X works. Factor thing. It I works. Get, I get the joke, you know, but yeah. it, it, it works. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just a really unique voice and um, a little bit different than what has come previously. Everybody has their own take on this character because basically, you know, he's got voices in his head several of them competing with each other. So you really can take somebody like this and kind of make them your own. I don't know that you can really do that with Batman. I mean, there's so much we sort of attach to that character or Superman or Captain America, or, you know, those iconic um, characters. This is a guy who you can really have some fun with. And Absolutely. Um, I'm interested to see the tone of the movie 
because for me, Deadpool is not just stand up and slapstick. It's a dark humor. There's always an underlying darkness there. Um, and that, that does make him kind of a complicated character. He's a guy who is essentially immortal. So he's going to live forever, right? And we know from Wolverine that's sometimes a mixed blessing. But in living forever, it also means he's going to have cancer forever. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be going through eternity, essentially, disfigured. Well, Weapon X advanced his, his cancer, right? It advanced his cancer even beyond the stage we had it, and he just will not die from it now. Right, and, you know, there's some variations on that, but the basic theme is um, he is a uh, um, you know, bad childhood, and then he goes into the army, and then at some point he becomes a mercenary, and then he gets recruited for, for uh, Weapon X. At some point, as he's going through that process, they discover he has cancer. So he's, you know, Wolverine, and we were kind of talking about this before. Wolverine is that guy who is like a perfect, you know, specimen, a little short runt. And um, when he gets hurt, he heals. The thing that's different about Wade from Logan is that he's always hurt. He's constantly healing. That factor's constantly kicking in and rebuilding parts of him. Um, <clears throat> sorry. One of the things that um, one of the things that uh, happens to him every time he takes a headshot is that his brain has to reset, and yeah. that's where some of the voices even get more convoluted, or even he adds voices in his head. And, so, and he can get beheaded too, and be perfectly absolutely. Fine. So does that does that exacerbate his insanity when he actually loses his freaking head? You got to think that it does, but I mean, he's so crazy; it's it's crazier by a matter of degrees at that point. Yeah. So it makes for a fun read. It, they're really um, each one of the uh, the writers that's taken on this title has done something special with it, and um, that's what keeps me reading. Absolutely, and his personality alone, strange cat. But you know, he's appeared in all these different forms of media, not just the comic books. And you've you've got a got a list here. You got five pieces in there. They are all mixed media so, too, right? So I think Dead Presidents is a great place to start for okay. this sort of current version of Deadpool, the Ryan Reynolds take on it and stuff. Oh, I'll say that's that's really the only Deadpool book that I've read is the first two runs, the Dead Presidents runs, and I really really enjoyed them. Like really? it was, you know, I I mostly read DC and. I love you're a normal person. No, I'm not, not, but like, it's just a sad, it's just, that's what I grew up with. So that those are the heroes that I knew. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie to you guys besides the 92 version cartoon of the X-Men. I really didn't know, (laughs) didn't know Marvel comics until the movie started coming out. And that's what got me in. I'm like, wow, this world's super big and expansive. And now I'm playing catch up with Marvel where with DC, even though I hadn't been reading the comics, I at least kind of knew the, the the groundwork and where they came from. Well, I would imagine this is a shock to the system after Aquaman. Well, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm still, dude, I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll still fight for Aquaman. Yeah, me too. But me too. Jason Momoa is the man. The, out of all the Marvel stuff, when I first started reading it, the two books that I loved the most were the Matt Fraction and Hawkeyes and then the Dead Presence run of Deadpool. I mean, I, I absolutely loved it. It was just... It was just a nice mix of everything, and I explained it to anyone who asked me what it, you know what's Deadpool. I go, he's the only comic book superhero who knows that he's a comic book superhero. So like he's able to have fun with that. You know he, you know he's breaking the fourth wall. He's talking to you. He's always like referencing like, uh, like I can't die because this is my book or you know just you you can't. I think there's a there's a comic where 
Punisher shoots the bad guy and he's like, hey, you're not supposed to do that because this is the Deadpool, not the Punisher comic. And I'm just like, like I just love, I love stuff like that. You're so. stealing my thunder. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and with this movie coming out and everything I've been seeing, it's really, it's kind of like Deadpool has become my hero where I'm like, I need to know everything about him and like go back to the story. Cool. So Dead Presidents is it. What, what Dead, Dead Presidents is a good place to start. And um, I'll sort of um, refer to, to something he just mentioned too. Which is um, not necessarily in any kind of order or anything, but just five places to start. Another book I would recommend, because it particularly involves breaking the fourth wall, is Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Now, I've read this one. I have borrowed it from you, and it is absolutely fantastic. Why don't you talk a little bit about what's so, so cool about this? Well, I mean, this is just... You know, this must have been so much fun to sit in a writer's room and say, okay, what haven't we done with Deadpool yet? We haven't killed him all yet. You know, we've had him face off against the Punisher and Daredevil, Spider-Man particularly. Um, what hasn't he done? And, you know, I would have loved to have been there once and meet. Well, he hasn't killed everyone. He hasn't killed the Fantastic Four yet. How about that? How about he takes out Sue Storm? Fox did a pretty good job yeah. of that too. So <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty much killing. Deadpool the game did it first, right though, now. Fox. Oh. So, so this is just a this is just a fun, just manic book where um, he's he's basically traveling through and visiting all of our heroes and then leaving them in pieces as he uh, moves on to the next target. So it's a pretty fun one. You know, uh, I don't know when it came out. It's um, several years old. So, sorry, spoilers for uh, a book that came out in the early 2000s. But um, the ending in particular, I think, really kind of brings home. I was just going to – just don't bring that up. Do you you want to spoil it for our fans You you can if you want. It's your show. We've always said that this is – if you're listening to this, you know about it. This is not a spoiler-free podcast. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Talk. Well, I mean, you know, uh, famously, the last panel in here, he's he's gone through the whole universe, right? So yeah. who's left? Well, who's left is the artist at Marvel. So the the last the last frame is, hey, I see you out there watching. Don't worry, I'll be done with these jokers in this universe before you know it. I'll find you soon enough. So you're the next target, right? What a great place to end that book. Absolutely. And as I'm reading through this whole thing, I mean, I love the bloodbath to begin with. It was just fantastic. And I read it uh, last summer when you gave it to me. But I finally got to that end. I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe that they actually, like, jumped that far into the fourth wall for all of that. Fantastic. So you guys love comic books. And, you, you, you know, you love especially the DC guys and just everything. Like, what about this character appeals to you? That's what I would like to know. I mean, I know why I like him. I guess it's just so he's so different from what we're used to. I do like all the humor that's involved. I like that they're able to make him a total badass, someone who is really that aggressive in his approach to taking people out. I mean, the Punisher is too, but the Punisher is really stoic. He is really damaged, and he, you can tell he's just kind of cracked. This guy is cracked, but it's done in a way where it's just absolutely insane, and that's just kind of funny to me. And, I mean, all the different stuff that he does with the fourth wall, I mean, that's it's really genius. Who? What other characters are allowed to do that, you know, with their writers and things like that. With this, it's like almost a necessity. It's like, how are you going to do it next? And they keep doing it bigger and better each time. So that's what I really like about it. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of the same thing. I mean, it's just, like I said, I read a lot of DC. So, you know, I was reading a lot of Batman, and I've read a lot of, you know, Green Lanterns and The Flash and stuff. And those are all, you know, they're just, they're about these gods, basically, that can almost do no wrong, and they, you know, they're, fighting the bad guys and the bad guys never have a chance to win but like with Deadpool he always 
is strong and stuff like this, he always kind of gives off this like Joe Blow, like almost kind of like the underdog because no one wants to cheer for him. But at the same time, he he goes and kills the entire Mar- Marvel universe. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like he's just he's to me he's just an interesting character. Kind of going off, you know, I don't like you were saying earlier. I mean, he he's always dying. He's always like reviving. There's like that deeper like undertow of, you know, that's, that's some serious deep stuff that my even college age brain can't even comprehend sometimes. So like, there, And you know, there's lots of one liners yeah. and stuff in there, but it's a gallows humor. Oh, it's absolutely. a dark humor, absolutely. you know, mm-hmm. and really at his core, like Wade knows he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's not good at anything except shooting people. Sure. Um, he's a mercenary. He's he's the guy for hire. You know, he's the guy that no one wants around. No one wants to have him on their team because they know they can't count on him because he's such a flake. And even when people want it, he wants to befriend people like Spider Man. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to bring up. I mean, he his, he want he basically wants to be Spider Man. You know. Oh, he so wants to be included. Yeah, and which <laughs> which is why I'm loving all the stuff now where he's actually in the Avengers and everyone's like, "You seriously let this guy in the Avengers?" And they're like. They, and they kind of broke the fourth wall again, where he's like, he's the most popular superhero right now. We can't not have him in the Avengers, you know? Like, <laughs> I didn't need him to sell yeah. the books. He, yeah, like, he's, he's, he, everyone knows him. He's the face of the Marvel, you know, super comics right now. He's in, like I said, he's an Avenger. Yeah. And I guess one of the other things, other than the balance of the dark and, and the light, which is really kind of cool, I really think it's funny that out of everybody in the Marvel Universe, he's the only one that can beat these unstoppable villains. And the way he does it is because he just talks their ears off. He, they hate him for that. I, I remember looking through all this stuff today, and there was a panel of him flying around Galactus, right? <laughs> he's flying around Galactus, and he's just saying just inane crap, talking about friends, talking about, you know, yada, yada. And as he's doing that, like, Galactus is just standing there, but then he starts to grab his brow, like, <laughs> And he's like, just stop, shut up, shut up, shut up, you know? And, like, it's just it's funny that without actually issuing one shot at some of these villains – like he's able to take them out just by being himself, and that's he really annoys Thanos so much. Oh, he's I'm sure. condemned him to life. I'm sure <laughs> that's how he wants to suffer. Well, you're talking about a guy who's in love with death in the first place, right? <laughs> so he's not the most uh, positive dude in the first place. Cool. So you know the reason why we're all talking about this, of course, is because the movie is coming out. It's hitting on theaters pretty much at the end of the week. Um, you know, Dave, you've been following this for a long time, obviously. How how did this all come about, and how did you start hearing about some of this stuff? Oh, as, as we come to the, the Ryan Reynolds movie, um, you know, really, I think he's been attached to, at least he's been interested in portraying this character for something like 11 or 12 years. Yeah. And that goes back to um, a Marvel movie, but not really part of anything that, that's happening right now, which is Blade Three. Yeah. He basically played that character. Uh, it was called Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Hannibal something. King. Yeah. In, uh, in Blade Three. Good catch there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, he was on the set and somebody from Marvel came up and they handed him a couple of comic books and said, you ever read these? You know who this guy is? And he said, no. He said, well, you're basically playing him right now. So you should probably read these and get acquainted because this might be something you want to look at sometime. And he really fell in love with the character, right? He fell in love with the character. And that's one of the things I think distinguishes um, kind of what's happened since then and why we're going to have a movie in about a week. Um, because... I, I don't know. I just I can't think of one other um, actor and, and character who, who have sort of um, um, been connected like that. I mean, Tobey Maguire didn't love Spider-Man, but he took the role. Um, I don't know that Chris Evans loves Captain America. 
Um, I think uh, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. loves to be Tony Stark because he's making a lot of money being Tony Stark. But, you know, before the first movie, I don't think he was doing those cheesy 80s movies thinking, like, if only I could be Iron Man. Yeah. So this has really been um, this guy's mission to bring this character to the screen. And he looks a lot like him, too, doesn't he? He does. I mean, I mean it's a good fit, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's... You know, I you you look back at all of Ryan Reynolds' movies. Like you go back to Van Wilder. Van Wilder is about Wade Wilson in college. Yeah, I mean, he's just like like Ryan. He's become like they they're almost one and the same. Like yeah. it, I couldn't I, if you were to ask me who else could play Deadpool, I'd be sitting here a long time before I could like come up with an answer because he's perfect. So Blade Three, he gets introduced to the character, and that brings me to my third recommendation, which is the much maligned. Uh, Wolverine Origins movie. Uh, All right, so why why would I recommend this to why? anyone? Um, this is what you should do with this movie. Burn it, crack it. No man, let's proceed with caution. Step on it. Okay. Okay. Because the first I don't know like forty minutes of this movie are fine. As a matter of fact, they're they're pretty good. They are pretty good. As a Wolverine guy and uh, Deadpool guy, this this delivered on a lot of things, and then completely failed to deliver on other things <laughs> so i mean if you if you look at uh from where the movie starts we we meet logan as a child that kind of stuff and right up to what is kind of a uh, a generically put together x-force which features ryan reynolds for the first time mm-hmm. as wade not deadpool just wade yeah um still still harping on all the funny stuff though. yeah still pretty great thing. there's a scene in there where he you know they they run out of this elevator and um What's the general's name? I'm blanking on that. Striker? Striker, yeah. yeah. So he sends him out, uh, you know, to to face off against these guys who were shooting machine guns at him, and he's cutting bullets with his um, swords. So, I mean, it really sets up this character, and to this point, all the one-liners and stuff on the plane right over. It's just a great setup. So, you know, at the end of, of that, it's kind of a heist. They, they go in, they're looking for, I guess, what uh, amounts to be uh, Admantium. Uh, afterwards Logan doesn't want to be a part of the team anymore and he kind of walks off if they would have ended the movie there it would have been fine you're probably fine okay he doesn't need to go uh, and be a lumberjack he doesn't need to date a teacher Um, he doesn't need to meet uh, this horrible abomination that they they turn Wade into later. So we'll skip the rest of that movie. So you're gonna watch half of this. Like you get the to first that 40 scene, minutes of the movie, and and you're good. But that was the first appearance of him on film, so it's noteworthy. And this is where I think people saw the potential of that actor and this character together. Mm-hmm. Now, why did it take so long? Because the Wolverine. Uh, x-men origins wolverine movie was horrible it did 90 million dollars which is amazing considering how bad it is what a disappointing movie it was and um it was one of the first movies that because somebody there must have gotten uh upset about something this was leaked i think a month before it yeah i remember i remember hearing about that yeah it was before all the fx shots were done and stuff but basically you saw this movie you're like wow this movie's gonna suck i'm not gonna go see it yeah so it kind of destroyed that. But everybody pretty pretty much unanimously agreed that Ryan did a great job with it. Yeah. But, you know, damage is the name for a while. Um, he's trying to get this thing made. There's a great script out there that had been, I guess, shopped around for a long time. All the comic book geeks, your people, shopped it around, and they loved this script. It just it wasn't going to get made. 
So somewhere uh, around the mid-2000s, they found an effects house. So they had to do a proof of concept. Otherwise, I think this was going to revert back to um, Marvel at some point. And you're talking about the test footage now, then, the right? The test footage, yeah. the infamous test footage. That was fantastic. That was shown at uh, a Comic-Con and then got leaked online. And then the, the whole world is like, we need this movie. Um, I think Ryan Reynolds said in a recent interview here, something like um, two days after that leaked footage was seen by all the fans and this amazing response to it, they had a deal. So for the seven previous years, you couldn't get anything done. Somebody leaks the footage, and all of a sudden, it's like we got to get this thing made Slogan. tomorrow. Yeah, leaked the footage. Yeah, leaked the footage. Leaked the footage. He he takes credit. He's very Deadpool in the it way would, that he yeah. explains that. He's it wouldn't like, surprise me. If Ron I did Reynolds it. Did I it. didn't do it. Someone yeah. did it. Yeah. He could have looked like me. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was gonna say it wouldn't surprise me if Ryan Reynolds himself was just like, "Hey, internet, like here's this thing." Yeah, you know, like, so, check this out. Because I, I I mean I saw it super grainy quality like on some website that I probably. Sh- should delete from my browsing history or something because yeah, I mean, I, I'm not your parents. You yeah, well, you know, my mom and dad don't listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> when, I, when I first saw all that footage, I was convinced that that was either some video game, which you, sure. ha- you have the yep. video game here too, which you're going to talk about in a second. But I was convinced that it was either a, a video game, which would be really sweet, or that was how they were going to do the movie, which I would have been completely fine with. And it was cool because as, it, as this process has gone on, I mean, most of that trailer snippets of it are from oh, that sure. test footage oh sure yeah, there's a whole scene i mean if you look at the test footage we we're expecting to see that whole sequence um show up it's it's in trailers it's mm-hmm. in a bunch of um a bunch of the commercials and stuff so so we'll see how that goes so that x-men origins wolverine is good for something mm-hmm. just not a complete viewing not good for that um so what what do they have to live up to i would say um Probably, at least uh, cinematically, the thing to beat is my next recommendation. That is Hulk's, Hulk versus. So this was a um, direct-to-video piece. It's really, really good. It was on Netflix. It's for actually. A while. I, it I think fantastic. it's. I think it's. It might still be. It's not. It's, it's not, not anymore. The other day, no. oh. okay. it's not. Well, it's definitely on eBay. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I have to pay for that. So that's, yeah. <laughs> it's, and, I think uh, it's like eight dollars on Amazon. If you have yeah, Amazon yeah. Amazon. It's, it's, it's very that. reasonable, yeah. and and it has two. Um, short features on there. One is Hulk versus Thor. Not bad. It's okay. Um, I, as a matter of fact, it kind of sounds like that's what Ragnarok is going to look like. Yeah. I've heard they're kind of kind of mix World War Hulk. Like Thor shows up to a planet, and the Hulk is actually fighting in like some Colosseum type okay. thing, and that's it's it's almost like gladiator esque. Okay. With, with the Hulk as playing the gladiator. Um, that that sounds like a great story actually. Yeah. Um, so th- this is um. This is a pretty decent, you know, rendering of Thor, if that's what you want. But um, the other movie that's featured on here is probably the Wolverine movie that they should have made, Wolverine versus Hulk. So, um, you know, the quick storyline is um, Hulk's supposedly gone crazy. They get Wolverine to kind of bring him in. Uh, what actually happens is the um, uh, the evil, you know, scientists follow Wolverine as he tracks the Hulk, and then they take both of them in. So they want to whip on Wolverine some more, all of his uh, Weapon X uh, brothers and sisters. And, of course, Wade is one of them. So um, he's got some amazing one-liners in there. I mean, this is really, like, if you like um, Deadpool a little bit, that short will make you love Deadpool. And the short, isn't it kind of like a play on Wolverine's first appearance in comics? Because isn't that yep. when you, we first saw Wolverine was him fighting the Hulk? Like I think at that point, did they was his name even Wolverine at that point in time? Um, I don't know if it was. Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. But um, yeah. I mean, 
the ties to Wolverine and Hulk go back a long, yeah. long ways. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of that for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but just a fantastic piece, and uh, definitely uh, stay for the after credits scene. Now, compared to other Marvel animations, because if you really look at the big, the big criticism is is that okay, Marvel has killed their movie universe. It's, it's absolutely nailed it, right? And while DC is still building theirs, the one thing that DC has nailed is their animated universe. And a lot of people say that Marvel's animations are not all that good, but this one is is good. Even just from an animation standpoint. Oh yeah, I mean this is very enjoyable. Um, not all the animated ones were uh, a home run, and they chose some weird topics too. I mean, one of the first ones they did was Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I, I, I suppose, sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think I've heard that that's actually a pretty big. Uh, what they're kind of going for with the movie is from the animated series. Yeah, um, but speaking of Marvel with the stuff, the event or earth's mightiest heroes the avengers cartoon mm-hmm. i think it's like two or three seasons that's that's great especially if you if you want to see some uh you know some lesser known marvel heroes and villains kind of put together they don't don't necessarily focus on i think captain america i don't think comes into like the sixth episode or something yeah like that. and there's um it, it, that that show's not bad and uh there's a spider-man um series that they had going on Disney XD mm-hmm. and now one of the criticisms of, of uh, Deadpool is that he's really annoying he just won't shut up just and, a little bit. And, the, and the voice and everything else and, and there's actually um, it's weird because this is such an adult character um, but you know kids want to buy toys and well, t-shirts I mean, he's, he's funny He's really funny. He's, he's um, the guy that comes in and makes you laugh. So, so I mean, your kid wants to see this movie. I know, I know. The <laughs> rated R movie, can't, you know. So, um, you know, it's it's funny to see him on an episode of that Spider Man, um, but it's not a great rendering of him. Like I was halfway through that, going, "Yeah, no, I don't, I don't like this. We can stop this one." Yeah. So, um, much prefer uh, Hulk versus Wolverine. Um, and you got you got one more. I got right? one more, and um, we haven't talked about. This is another one of those things that's sort of much maligned, but um, I just happen to love it, so I don't really care what other people say. And that is the Deadpool video game. It's not a great game, okay? It, it's just if you if you if your expectations for games are pretty low, and mine are. Well, sure. I just need to move around in the game and shoot people, and I'm good. I believe this is still priced as like fifteen bucks at Walmart. Right well, I mean, now. It's, it's got well, the voice talents now, yeah. of the great yeah. Nathan or Nolan North, who's Nathan Drake. Yes, um, you know, I mean, he's like if it, you if you like a cartoon, chances are he's the voice. So he's the voice of Superboy and Young Justice. Okay. You and, know? and I got to tell you, he does such a good job in this game. I mean, the cutscenes and everything really make this. I mean, this might be the best Deadpool movie ever. Um, and you can, video game. and and honestly, you can you can get all the cutscenes on YouTube uh, stitched together and stuff, and it's pretty fun to watch. But um, but yeah, this is just a lot of fun. Um, he does such a good job as a voice actor that now when I when I see Ryan Reynolds in the trailers and stuff, he looks right, but he doesn't quite sound right to me because I'm so used to this guy's voice. Really interesting. So if you like to just shoot things uh, and just sort of gratuitous violence, this is a great game for sure. you. If you need Always. it to be much more complex than that, probably not so much, but it is a lot of fun. I, I, the video games kind of jog my memory. Actually, the uh, I, what I've heard is if you want to watch X-Men Origins, 
play the video game of it because from what i've heard the video game version of the movie x-men wolverine origins is is better is better, is better than <laughs> the actual let's the actual just movie. consider for a moment how <laughs> how low the bar is yeah. for that but yeah i mean how often do we say no the video game was better than yeah. the movie yeah probably not in this case, uh, re- for sure. probably like resident evil yeah. with fallen yeah. alice so oh, or final fantasy yeah god that final fantasy movie was awful <laughs> so you know one of the, one of the reasons why this movie also kind of existed in production hell for a long time is I got to imagine that the script, if it's the same script that they're using now, probably pretty raunchy, probably pretty violent. And many people said, you can't make this movie. You can't make any Deadpool movie legitimate if you don't make it rated R. And if you you water it down, it's just not going to work. This is the real deal. You know, what what do you, what do you make of that? I mean, this is going to be the first real big comic book movie rated R. We're, we're going to really, um, this is a movie that could change a lot of the way that Hollywood looks at comic book uh, franchises because there's a lot of different moving parts here. They're, they're just different from other heroes. Um, you know, this is an anti-hero. He's not Superman. He's not a nice guy. He's raunchy. Um, like we said, um, you know, he's this kind of strange character. He's a little insecure. Um, nobody likes him. He's kind of a loner. I mean, in the comic books, you know, you, 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 Captain America will stand there, you know, kind of plugging in his nose like, Wade, you stink. Get away from me. <laughs> I mean, he's like the least, you know, popular kid on, on the playground. So, so how do we turn that guy into, you know, a $100 million success? We'll see. Um, it is definitely, um, as I said, it's a humor, but it's a darker humor. This is a guy who's lonely. This is a guy who never is going to fit in, and he feels that he's so disfigured that he never can fit in. So, how you know, again, how do you turn that into the the protagonist for something like this? We'll we'll see how that goes. Um, he's also kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, we know that he ends up at a strip joint. We know. I mean, so a, a week or so ago, they had two screenings: one in New York, one in Los Angeles. Um, people thought they were going to see some new footage, some bloggers, some reporters and stuff. But it was the full movie. It was the real deal. But all of a sudden, Ryan Reynolds walks out and says, surprise, we're going to show you the whole thing. God, right. So the trip. initial reviews were amazing. People said, this is everything that you want it to be. And uh, when you look at the ratings, it is a hard R. Um, it is gratuitous violence and graphic nudity. And I actually tweeted at a couple of those people like, you know, hey, rated R. Really how, rated how R? How rated R are we talking And yet? one of the guys said, um, they use the term graphic nudity for a reason. Mm-hmm. Probably best don't take the kid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, is that the kind of movie that's going to make? I mean, how many rated R movies make $100 million? I don't know. Now, this didn't cost a lot of money to make by Hollywood standards. So if they have a pretty good weekend, like they'll probably get a lot of that back by the time you get in Blu-ray sales and overseas and everything else, except for China. Um. <laughs> yeah, they they banned it. Did you hear about that? <laughs> I, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. they're not so, letting anybody see it. So you're oh, gonna. Well. So that's a comment in and of itself, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you probably make that money back. I think. Um, but how do you top that? What does Deadpool two need to look like at that point? I, right? I think I, I think Deadpool two will become like X Force, and they'll bring in Cable. So I, I so I think soften it. Some. I I think Deadpool two is going to be like Deadpool and Cable. You know, I think it's going to be, if I had to guess, Stephen Lang for Cable, too, by the way. One of the the other things um, 
Not a bad choice. John Hamm is the other one. That's See, I, I thought I thought so too, but if you, the, I don't think John Hamm could do it though. But Stephen Lang in Avatar played Cable. He basically, yeah. So that yeah. I mean, that's why I say it because yeah. I've already seen it and I liked it. So, um, one of the other interesting things here too is, um, again, you you got this character who. I mean, the actor just inhabits him. And, you know, we we sometimes criticize Hollywood and, and other people do as well about fanboy service. You know, it's just, you know, playing to that particular crowd and not worrying about a larger audience and stuff. Um, this might be the first time that that really works yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, everything that we're hearing, you know, the, the creator, uh, Rob uh, Liefeld, said this is everything that you want it to be. And frankly, it's a better version of Deadpool than I would have given yeah, you. Yeah, because you said that this is like the penultimate version. Though. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. So Ryan Reynolds, you know, he's been in a few superhero movies playing Deadpool, <clears throat> playing Hal Jordan. <clears throat> and How'd that uh, work out for him, by the way? Not good. He's had a terrible go of it. Do you think that this is redemption for Ryan Reynolds in this in this vein, in this universe? I, I think he does half of what, he think, of what we think he's going to do with this role, and he's good. I think the fact that he worked so hard to get this movie made, he's already there. In the eyes of comic book fans and stuff, he's a hero. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So the one thing that is really cool about all this, aside from us being excited, you mentioned that a lot of lay people are probably going to be really excited about this, even if they don't know this character. A lot of that may have to do with the marketing that they've done for this movie. The marketing's been fantastic. What's your take on the marketing? Um, and the marketing has been almost a separate character here. I mean, it's yeah. really amazing, it, this tone. I, I, the, I th- to me, I, I think it's like a blessing and a curse because it's now gotten to the point where this the marketing alone has got me so hyped up for this movie that you know how you can sometimes go into a movie, have low expectations and still like it? My expectations are through the roof now. So it's like they need to deliver, you know, and I'm upset when the movie ends because then you know I you don't get any more funny billboards or testicular you know cancer awareness <laughs> videos and you know, my favorite piece though I have to say is everything's been great but my favorite piece was the video they put out at Halloween mm. with him and the trick or treaters dressed up like the X Men that is vulgar and fantastic mm-hmm. mine is mine is the Australia Day Australia Day is pretty good too I, I, I still I still wish that they could do something for Canada Day because he is Canadian so oh, I think yeah. that he could yeah, really do really good yeah ripping on himself you know but awesome awesome so are, I think we're at the end here and I think this is the time where we get our faces burned off and disfigured <laughs> well see you, you asked me to be nice to you uh, yeah you said you're gonna do well, your the homework, last time we, the which last means time, that you aren't the last time we did a <laughs> trivia thing I asked the first question and they now that we're friends, by the time Ben and Malachi told me that they like looked at each other and were like, "Oh man, if this is like his first question, it's going to be rough." But <laughs> it got like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Like, no, no, I I did prepare. I know he didn't re- yeah. prepare this time. No, I'm, like, like I said, I, I never prepare. I just kind of show up. So Dave has a Deadpool mask that I'm now holding in my hand. You can hear it. He's got a bunch of little questions in here. Uh, this is trivia. So I'm going to reach into Deadpool's face. And I'm going to be the first one to go. For so it. while he's pulling this out, I just want to say one more thing. I thought of the thing that I, is most like impressed me with seeing all the scenes from this movie is how much emotion that they've been able to show through a character who's wearing a mask. Yeah, you I, and you can tell that that's Ryan Reynolds under the mask. It, it, it's CGI'd a little bit, especially with the eyes. But I was surprised with how 
well they were able to get that emotion it's, it's weird that you can look at a guy in a mask and and basically you can picture his face yeah you know it's and it's just a red mask with like yeah. black eyes too. and the suit by the way is amazing it looks really good all right what you got so the first question and this is one of the ones that i was actually gonna look into but i said ah, he's not gonna ask this so i didn't <laughs> do it but he did it it's what is lady deadpool's name i'm gonna take a wild stab it's not his daughter Eleanor, right? She just got kidnapped. It's uh, is it? It's not Emily, is it? No, no, because he had a tangle. Okay, I don't know. I don't know this. I could look it this? up, but I'm not going to. Lady cheat. Deadpool. Who's Lady, Lady Deadpool? Deadpool. What's her name? Glade Wilson. Boy, you're 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 on the right track. It's Wanda Wilson. <laughs> oh, Wanda. Wanda Wilson. Uh, okay. So, so uh, Lady Deadpool, part of the Deadpool core. We won't get into that. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. But basically, Deadpool's from alternate uni- universes, things like that. So there's a whole bunch of those folks. I was actually going to ask you, who's, who's your favorite alternative Deadpool? Mm. I think I don't know. They, I got isn't there spider? I got, a, I got there, another question I figured, in there. I figured actually. you have yeah. some more questions in there. Okay, cool. My, my favorite one's Wade. I Wade, mean, you can't right. top the original. Well, uh, we kind of cheated on this one a little bit because I knew this. I got the Who's Lady or Deadpool's Lady Love. Oh, that's easy. Um, I don't know. I have two choices that I'm going to guess. I pick know, one. I do know this pick one. one. I'm okay. Steal afterwards. The best one. The pick one. one. I, I'll be honest with you. The one that I was going to guess is his the landlord lady that he lives with, or. That he lived Blind Al? Yeah. No. Okay. But is it is it like a, something like a stripper named Vanessa or something like that? Because um, that's something like was his first love growing up. But I looked that up and I didn't no, want to cheat. His, his li- don't it? answer what, the, what, what don't is, answer what the is question. What is the question? What is who is Deadpool's lady love? Oh, isn't it his sword or gun who or something? It? it is uh, Dracula's fiance, right? The, prin- the princess of the underworld. No, he's married to her. Isn't it? That's it, his wife. I didn't say it was his lady. Love. Okay. Okay. Well, he it, has he has one love. This is the love oh, it's, eternally he is going is it after. Chimichangas? Death? Death. Death. Lady what? Death. Really? Yeah. Lady oh. Death because he's immortal. I guess it's true, yes. Yeah. So basically, and you know, it's it's also uh, Thanos' squeeze, so yeah. that makes it interesting. We, he, Dave and I talked about it. I didn't want to cheat. And and, and <laughs> actually, <laughs> and actually, and actually well, it's appropriate for Deadpool then, wow. right? So um, you need another one, right? Yep. All right. Hook it up. Tyler with the assist. Okay, let's open this bad boy up. Which founding father is Deadpool's spiritual guide? Wow. Like, oh, I, I know this one. about like founding fathers of like America? Yeah. Founding father. Yeah. It's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was getting a little weird there for a second. Um, ben Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Ben Franklin yeah. it is, yeah. Did you read that? Or did you, no, you I, I kind of parodying knew what he I, says. No, no, I, I was going to get There's also a ton it. of images I will say of Ben Franklin standing. Ben Franklin is a great character in that in that comic. He, so the dead presidents thing is basically, um, he was a former um, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was like a mystic kind of a guy. I can't remember his name. But um, basically. It was Gideon, was it? Maybe. Um, but he releases the spirits of the dead presidents. So he goes to Arlington, and uh, um, the, the presidents basically are, are resurrected. Um, ben how did, Franklin. How did the, uh, the guards feel about that one? Ben Franklin is not one of the ones that's resurrected, but he's a ghost. So he actually comes to Deadpool's aid. So he, uh, he kind of lets them know what's up with some of the. Uh, the presidents and stuff and, and they're tight is that the, the so you learn something about history george washington's a dick and like <laughs> that's what we learned from that yeah um and uh and you get to see some uh, gratuitous uh, violence like uh, uh teddy roosevelt basically blowing up an elephant which is fantastic how could you say no to it's that? what we've always really wanted to see out of the man so okay tyler what you got i got deadpool's female cyborg shield buddy 
is <sighs> you read this book, man. It's it's the, is it that girl? Is the, oh yeah. See, I it's the name that I'm that I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there. Uh, well, now I was gonna guess Domino, but I, now I know it's no, not. No, no. Now I know it's not her. Um, no, it's not I, I I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember her name. You know who I'm talking about? Agent Preston. Yes. Agent Preston is actually in the Dead President's um, run and continues on. She was killed, I think, at the end of that. that Right where I ended was Mm. where she was killed, and then she's put into his body. So she has her consciousness inside of his body. So So she's like his voice of reason for a little bit. So, yeah, she actually lives as one of the voices in his head for a Mm. while until uh, our man Tony Stark uh, sets him up with one of the – what does he call them? The, uh, I, the, see, that's the, the I didn't get the, to that the part. The life models or whatever they you are. Just spoiled so, it. And he puts her into uh, <laughs> uh, like an android, like so, a vision. So I don't want us to get you know murdered constantly. So we're gonna yeah, hand, Kelsey, Kelsey, hand one off to Kelsey. Yeah. All, all the victims come yep. forward. You bet. Oh no, um, blank used Deadpool to find his son. And I have no idea, to be honest. Scott Summers. Oh, yeah. oh wow! The silence is awesome for the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So, ben. Um, I'll give you a hint. We're trying. That was think us. Mount, was trying to think of who's on Mount Rushmore. Punisher, Lincoln. Punisher did not go looking for his son. <laughs> hey man, he's he's all we about know, death. We, he always knows where to find him. Unfortunately, yeah. Logan. Yeah, Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, um, yeah. Found it. There you go. Very good. Wow. Okay. So now it's he's my buddies turn. with Scott Summer's son though, right? Because isn't. Isn't Cable Scott Summer and Jean Grey's yes. son? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deadpool teamed up with this sparkly hero to defeat vampires. Is this like a Twilight joke? No. Or something? So Deadpool This is a hero. recent addition, too, by the way. Uh, a recent issue. It was very funny. Who's this leads up to the marriage of Deadpool, where he does um, marry the queen of the vampires. Sparkly. Who's, who's sparkly? It's a, it's Colossus a, is it, is it a girl or it's a Marvel? It's a Marvel great. I'll, I'll give you a hint because oh, you're probably ju- not going to get Jubilee? it. I was going to guess Dazzler. Dazzler. Good man. <laughs> Dazzler? The disco Dazzler. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He goes back in time, gets wow, her from the seventies. They're roller discoing. Yeah. And she has uh, the greatest power ever. Her hands flash like strobe lights. And man. then he brings her back into the present. And, um, I think they're like studio 54 or something like that. Anyway, she kills all the vampires. She's yeah. sparkly. There you go. Okay. All right. So the, this one is: What is the name of Zombie Wade's severed head? <laughs> now this is a prominent figure in Pat many, head. many, many, <laughs> many Deadpool stories. It's not uh, just a zombie Deadpool. I'm going to tell you what it is. And you're going to be like, "Oh my god!" Of course. But so it's a prominent thing in all of his. Well, the ki- the zombie Deadpool head yeah. is in a lot of different storylines. Um, also, a member of the Deadpool core. Isn't it? Isn't it like? Is it called like Headpool or like Headpool? <laughs> Headpool. <laughs> See, I, I know I know things prepared. It's, good. it's not particularly like sophisticated, right? Headpool, Headpool. Yeah. Dogpool, Lady Deadpool. You want so me just to keep go. reading them? I can do that. The yeah. final boss in the Deadpool video game. I don't know. I haven't played it. Is, I'm a, it, is, I'm it, is it Ajax? I played no. like the first fifteen minutes, so I'm gonna guess either Wolverine. No. Okay. Himself. Yeah, I was going to guess himself, too. One of the, one, actually, one of the best parts of the, the Deadpool game, because it's just so stupid, is, um, and this is, again, you know, it's why we love this character. He's an idiot. Um, 
Green Day should have done Canadian Idiot, and it should have been all about <laughs> Deadpool, all about Wade. Yeah. That would have made would me have fantastic. buy that album. Yeah. So. Um, one of the best parts of the game is that at one point um, there's a plane crash and Wolverine is, is laying there unconscious, and you have option A or B. Option A is to wake him up. Option B is to keep continuously slapping him around. I think I've done that for about 15 minutes. <laughs> There's many different ways that he slaps him. He kicks him a couple times and stuff. It's just great. And he's got, like, funny things to say all this time, too. So, uh, final boss. Oh, man. It, it's, and it's a Marvel he- uh, villain? Yes. <sighs> oh, man. Um, is it Galactus? No. Nah, I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have a guess. Mr. Sinister. Oh, okay. I really like Mr. Sinister. Brian Cranston for Mr. Sinister. Uh, Maybe. We sit here and talk about Mr. Sinister, and I think Malachi like has a conniption fit every single time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I always say every time every time Mr. Sinister comes up, I say Brian Cranston for Mr. Sinister because I love getting that reaction from Malachi. Yeah. When I said it. Okay, next. So Deadpool once enlisted the help of Blank to try and kill him. Dave told me this one too. He enlisted the help of somebody to try and kill. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll make it, I'll make it easy. He enlisted the help of a hero. Is it the Hulk? It's a, it's a nice way to Ooh. put it too. Hey, you got it. Yeah, there you go. The it's a nice way to put it too. Enlisting was like shooting rockets at him and like uh, shooting him in the eye at point blank range and stuff. But again, right? This is a guy who's sort of cursed with immortality. And actually, that's where we do see a couple pages with him and, and Lady Death later on in there. But, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, eventually the joke wears thin. And he just realizes he's alone. He's unhappy. Nobody nobody wants to let him be on his team and stuff. And he just gets sad. So why not go, you know, take a school bus and drive it into the Hulk? I have two comment questions for you that I thought of. Um, is this before or after the Hulk ripped? Wolverine in half and like threw half in the space and half. Oh, I, uh, I'm not exactly sure in the timeline. I'm gonna say it's probably after. Okay, I was wondering if he, yeah. he's like, oh, if he killed Wolverine, you know, who also has that. And then I was gonna ask. So speaking of Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, and you love Punisher. Mm-hmm. Is Punisher kills the Marvel Universe just kind of like the same thing? But they're like, here's another character who would want to kill the entire, or like, because yeah, I mean, it's not as good. I I prefer this one because mm-hmm. there's some some humor there. Um, I mean, that's one of the things about the Punisher is not, not a ton of humor, not yeah. a lot of giggles in that book. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I kind of prefer this one. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's also a little bit older. I, I think that was a different generation of writers. Um, I much prefer these guys. The new guys. Yeah. So today Deadpool would love to join this team. Like today, but he can't because they're owned by Raven another company. Geeks, man. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, if Deadpool wanted to join the Raven Geeks, you better believe he'd be here. And I'd be down. <laughs> this, I mean, I wouldn't say this is a trick question, but it kind of goes back and forth. It's Avengers. Um, yeah, it's Avengers. Yeah. 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 But he can't. And They're owned by a different company. So, so but he, uh, um, that's who he idolizes. He wanted to be an X-Man at some point, too. And uh, there's some funny pictures of him in the, the yellow uniform and stuff. Well, in the canon, the only member of the Avengers who actually respects him to some degree is, is Cap, right? Yes. they have, like, a, a kinship with the super soldier thing? Yes. Yeah. Well, and then speaking of X-Men, haven't they released stills of Ryan Reynolds in costume standing inside the X-Mansion? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's something. There's going to be some sort of a tie-in to X-Men, uh, besides Colossus, obviously. Um, I, I was thinking maybe like an after credit scene, which I, I think if they do one could be really cool, especially with him breaking the fourth wall. Could do something like Ferris Bueller where he's like, 
go home. The movie's I mean, over. If, if <laughs> you know, go home. If, if, if there's a scene of him in in you know uh, Xavier's mansion. It's probably going to be him uh, in the bathroom after <laughs> a horrible bout with a chimichanga, and him like leaving it or something. I mean, that's that's or probably I, the right. I could also see him like hanging out in like Logan's room, just like messing with Wolverine's stuff. Oh, probably yeah. smiley faces on his yeah. yeah. So with the with the new X Men movie being set in the eighties, is there any chance possibly that he might show up in the new movie? I mean, it could. I I don't know exactly. Uh, it depends on what the timeline of this movie is. Obviously, there's something that happens in the the past, and then it brings us up to the present. Is that twenty years ago or thirty years ago? I don't know. And I mean, I I think we're going to see him with the X Men eventually because whichever does whichever is more popular, the Deadpool movie or the Channing Tatum Gamma movie, there one one of those two guys are replacing the Wolverine as sure. the centerfold of that universe. So I think whichever one does better, you're going to, you're going to see them, which I'm interested in to see if they can, the tone, how the R rated will compare to being in these PG three PG 13 movies when he's in with the X-Men. And this is one of those great characters that you could like literally have parachute into the middle of any of these yeah. for comic relief for about, you know, five minutes. And then he could just be gone again too. Yeah. And I, and I think everyone's like, well, he can't swear then. I was like, bleep it. And then at the same time, make him aware of the fact that he'd be like, why am I being bleep? You know, and like, and then he's just swearing, just bleep, bleep, bleep. But. You know, some of the Fox Marvel movies, they need to lighten up a little bit. I mean, I don't get a lot of joy from the X-Men movies they're, and stuff like that. They're, they're just heavy. okay. They're really heavy, especially now. Now that the vein that they're going. Damn is, them and their persecution complex. Oh, my. <laughs> okay, so how many we got left in there? This is the last the one. Last one. Okay, right. I've got two questions for him after this. All right, who's, who's Deadpool's BFF? Oh, it's Weasel. I was, we- I was, I would have gone, I would have gone with Cable. It's Cable. Well, I mean, yeah, but Ken, Ken, Cable, Cable oh. is really his his best buddy. Now, Weasel is his sidekick. He's is his whipping more, post though. Is more like Alfred, and if we're talking about the Punisher, he's more like Micro. He's okay. like an armorer. He's his buddy. I mean, he also, uh, I think, in a, in one of the books, if I'm remembering, either his birthday or he has a bachelor party for Weasel. <laughs> Which has disastrous consequences, but um, but yeah, they're I mean they're friends, but his his boy is Cable. Cool. See, I know Marvel. So I get half a point, right? See? I get like I get some. Sure. Po- okay. Yeah. You're not wrong. Oh, great for once. Okay, so now my questions for you, Dave. Here's to sure. test your skills, and you might these might be easy. You might get these right away, but when Deadpool died the second time. There were second. the second time there were <laughs> dies five times in every there book. were four versions of him that came back. Now I'm not going to make you guess all four of them, but I'm going to make you guess one of them. The one of them was that he was really psychopathic. Another alternate version was that he was way more comedic than he was. Another one that was was that he was super heroic, and then the fourth one had one quirk about him that made him really kind of special. Do you know what that quirk was? Okay, say that again. He, one was heroic. One was heroic. One super funny. One was super funny. One was psychopathic. And then one of them had, was, do you know? What the other one would be? What, what the other one did. What the other one did. Mm-hmm. You, you lost me at the second time he died. I mean, like I said, he gets... He gets killed a lot. Sure. Um, this was like a specific trope that they, they ran with in like one issue after he died. They brought back four alternate versions of him that existed at the same time. I mean, there was one where he was basically like a Buddhist. 
I was going to say, I would guess if he's like a pacifist or something. Of that, some is, that is not it. <laughs> okay, but which that guy? Is, he could only say no pickles. I don't so he would come back and you see him that there's a scene where he's like talking to a guy and he's like trying to shake him down he's like I don't know what you're like no pickles and then he eventually shoots him in the head he's eating like a sandwich he's like oh, no pickles slurp slurp okay good we, we stumped Dave on one okay two fold question what is Deadpool's only weakness and what is his only fear his fear is living forever okay aside from that Besides that, <laughs> aside from that, there's another fear. Besides that, the correct answer, what is the name of Deadpool's of. second aunt on his mother's his, side? His fear. And I've read, I, I checked this, and I double checked this. Is a couple different sources say that like he, there is one thing besides death that he comically, just he's really, comically really, he's afraid. Comically, he hates, really, he fears. hates clowns, snakes. Isn't it? Nope. No, he hates I, what snakes. Is it? it is cows. Cows. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Vampire, <laughs> vampire cow. That yep. makes it. He makes an appearance. What was the other part? What's his only weakness? His only weakness. Also a comedic thing. Jimmy Changas. Nope. His only weakness. I don't know. Give up. Yeah. What is it? Kittens. Kit. Oh, He's, weak weakness is yeah. kittens. Okay, sure. Yeah. Good. Good. This was a good round. Well, Dave, thank you very much for sitting here and, and enduring all of this with us, and also for teaching us a little thing about Deadpool. I know you're going to go see the movie. Uh, hopefully, when we all go see the movie together, uh, we will come back and we'll talk about it, and maybe we can get Dave to uh, let us know what he thought. But thank you very much, guys, for listening. Thank you, geeks. Let's go get some chimichangas. You're buying, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Wake up in the morning and I go and get the paper. Gotta get the paper. Hey, guys. This episode of Raving Geeks has been sponsored by The Hall of Heroes. Located in Campus Court next to Subway, the Hall of Heroes is open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Visit their website at www.hallofheroesllc.com and let the Hall of Heroes become your go-to comic book destination. My synopsis is real. Never had that old team fixing feel with cats who make waves and aptly get a 360 deal. All right, well, now we're going to end off the show. Uh, ben has disappeared again. He's been sucked back you know, into the time vortex. You know, no, no, he's not here to defend himself. Let's call him out. Ben literally just texted us at one thirty-five. One thirty-seven. No, one thirty. Sorry, I'm not going to give him the benefit of two minutes. <laughs> he one thirty-seven said, "Hey guys, sorry, alarm didn't go off." Like, what was he doing last night that he could still sleep until one thirty-seven? Oh, yeah, I could sleep until one thirty-seven, but I will also wake up at eleven and check my phone and be like. Yeah. Like, you guys, like, yeah, this is a weekly up. thing. We do this every Saturday. It's not like something new that we're just like, hey, Ben, we're thinking about doing this podcast this weekend. You in? So I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna lift the veil a little bit here. So that middle section Ben was in because that was previously recorded before we're recording this segment right now. We're going to throw it all together in post. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, movie, movie magic, you know? But, yeah, we'll today it. today is Saturday and we're doing it and he's not here. Yeah. But we've got some, some checks and wrecks, some Checkmendations and recommendations. I like that's a new. I think that's a new segment, man. Checkmendations. I don't know really know what that means. It just sounds kind of good. Google it. Google it. Uh, Kelsey had some things she wanted to talk about, and uh, now we have a forum for that. So, what what are some cool things that people should check out and wreck out? All right. Well, two things. Uh, the first one being Artemis. It's this really interesting game, and it's it's an app. It's about like three bucks, but it's actually pretty worth it. <clears throat> um, you can play it on a phone, on a laptop, and then basically what, what happens is you have different roles. It's a lot like, it's basically like Star Trek. Each, each person has a different role. There's uh, mechanics, 
um, there's a captain, somebody flies, like, it's, it's really interesting because you get to play these different roles, and there's one person kind of telling everyone what to do, and you, you go on quests, and you, like, fight people, and it's just, like, really interesting. So it's not like, is it like a turn-based thing? Is it like a, like a third-person fighter or something? Like, what's the gameplay like? There's, like, always, <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know, like, technical terms, but there's, like, one screen that everyone kind of looks at, but then everyone else has their own screen that, like, everyone's playing at the same time. Yeah. So, like, it'll be, he'll be, like, uh, weapons check, like, what are, what are, what do we have for weapons, and then, like, like, fire this, and also go this way, you know, like, there's one person kind of controlling all of it, or telling everyone what to do, and then everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure if I was on your guys' team, I would screw everything up. Oh, <laughs> not on purpose. Not do. not on purpose, of course. But you know, I forget to turn a knob or press a button, and the whole ship blows up. <laughs> we have, we've talked about getting it as a team and maybe playing the game, but I'm notoriously cheap, and I refuse to pay for a 99 cent app game, let alone a 3.99 <laughs> game. I will pay for your app. We'll see. We'll see if I'd rather get that. Like, might that might be a food. thing we do. I yeah. think That'd be fun to like periscope that or something. Yeah, there's. I think there's. It's up to five players, but it's really fun. And <clears throat> we took. I think we played it for a couple hours, and we took turns like trying out the different roles and stuff. And it was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's a game. I've just kind of gotten into <laughs> off my rant of PC gaming, but I just got on. I kind of do like a little Steam game because my brothers all play Steam together. So that's like the one thing because they have PlayStation or Xbox. I have PlayStation. So we can't play together. Yeah. And it's basically like, have you ever heard of the game Mafia where you like pass out the cards? And if you're, yeah. it's basically like a computer version of that. And each town person has their own role. And it's just a lot of fun because my brothers and I, my three younger brothers are basically like different versions of me. Like oh God, that's all scary. same, like we come together like Voltron and make my dad because <laughs> so he, there's, like you know? a, there's like a short Tyler. There's like a smart Tyler. There's like a girl Tyler. There's well, like, I, I, well, the closest thing I have to a sister is my brother, Seth. Um, but um, oh, wicked. Bird. Yeah. He just, yeah. You know, um, I'm the big brother. I have to talk like that. Um, would you say this is like the different Mortys in pocket Mortys? Possibly. Possibly. Pocket Morty's is a really cool app. So Rick and Morty, if you haven't seen it, go stop the podcast right now. Go watch all two seasons. We'll wait for you. <laughs> yes, okay? we'll be here. Yeah, we're it was great, back. wasn't it? Welcome back. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that Morty, <laughs> Morty, such a good show, Morty. But they do a thing where they travel to different dimensions, and there's a interdimensional council of of Ricks and Mortys. And in this show, or in this game, what you do is you. You collect different Mortys and you fight them like Pokemon, except they're like 13-year-old boys. Yeah. And they're, the different versions are like Mustache Morty. So, like, the only <laughs> difference is he got a mustache. Yeah, so he's, like, really farty. There's, oh, he's just a gas cloud. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's Blue Shirt Morty. So, instead of wearing a, a yellow shirt, he's got a blue shirt. I have Evil Rabbit Morty. Yep. There's, like, a Karate Morty. Is this game free? Yeah, it's yeah, a free it's app. Free. I know what I'm doing this afternoon. It's really fun. <laughs> Yeah, the references to the show. There's like turbulent tube juice. There's uh, there's a fleeb, fleeb juice. You can create different things. Sometimes the background music is uh, is the Get Swifty song. Um, I don't know what. I like I said I know what I'm doing this afternoon, man. Yeah, dude, it's like, fun. See, it's I love it. the combat's really simple. Uh, instead of like different types, there's just rock paper scissors type. So you just have to like collect that. Um, and there's the attack animations. There's like one attack animation, but still, like, 
if you put like an hour into the game, you'll be hooked for sure. Because it's just it's got the same kind of setup as Pokemon, and collecting the different Mortys is so fun. Because there's some of them are really ridiculous. Can you trade yeah. the different Mortys with a friend? See, that's the thing. I, I could, like could I could I get my Mortys and fight you guys? Not right now. Oh, I'm hoping there would be an update at some point. Let's I, call them. We might be onto something here. Maybe they haven't even thought of that. I'm sure. I bet you right that. now they're listening to this podcast in their office and they just pause it and they're like, Phil, Phil, we got to We got to work, man. Well, there's a really good precedent of games like app games being out for like a long time and then like updating with new content over time. So I'm really hoping they do some kind of like online mode because that would be yeah. the thing. I mean, I would love yeah. to I would love to fight your gaseous Morty with my no mercy karate Morty and wrestler Morty. I'd like to take care of that with my scruffy Morty mustache morty Ooh. And my evil <laughs> i have a hipster morty that i don't I have a morty yet <laughs> and i have three eye morty my favorite is multi morty which is like <laughs> yes the the first version of him is like a morty with like another like head and he's like so smug because he's like there's two of us and then like his second evolution because you get if you combine the same types they like evolve or whatever is like three Mortys that are like connected, <laughs> and then the ultimate evolution they is actually like, evolve. Yeah, there's like a big oh mess of like gosh. different Mortys, and it's it's ridiculous, but oh. it's really fun. Yeah, so check that out. I, yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. I'm so glad that you guys talked about this today. Like, I'm gonna download it it's after fun. we pause this. Um, and then my my last wreck uh, is the new Obi Wan and Anakin comic. The Star Wars comics are just like killing it, man. Like everything's been so cool, and uh, they've all been set. Uh, after a new hope so far um so they're in kind of like the the uh, original trilogy uh and this is the first one that's set earlier in the prequel trilogy and it's in between episode one and two and it's kind of like obi-wan and anakin get stranded on a planet together and like he's still master and, and anakin's you know been in the jedi academy for a couple of years but he's not like a knight yet he's still like a reckless kind of young kid and they're trying to work through, and, and Anakin's having, like, anger issues. You can already see Palpatine trying to, like, manipulate him. And there's only been two issues that have been released so far, but it's really interesting because you can see already, like, how doomed he is and how how flawed uh, their relationship is going to be. But there's still, like, a redeemable side of it, too. And you can see how hard uh, Obi-Wan's, like, trying to to make sure that he becomes, like, what he's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm hell happy for that because Obi-Wan is my favorite character. Me, too. He's kind of... Like people forget, not only did he train Anakin Skywalker, who was well, I mean, trained f- for the first part of his life, but he also trained Luke Skywalker a little bit too. You know what I mean? Like the two of like two the of the powerful. arguably most powerful Jedi's. What do they have in common? Obi Wan. You know what I mean? And Obi Wan himself was one of the most powerful Jedi. Yeah, he. They, I think isn't they, they said he's like one of the most skilled Jedi like lightsaber fighters. He must. I, I mean, you think about in Episode Three, him and Yoda attacked the clone trooper occupied uh, Jedi. Mm-hmm. Council Temple Jedi Temple, so, two guys against the entire five hundred first Legion, and they they burst in there, well, man. Like and, he's and, good, and not only that, but he beat. He's every time he's fought Anakin, he's beat him. Yeah. Well, I mean, even technically, I will even say it when he in Episode Four, like he gives up fighting because he knows that when Anakin kills him, he will make him stronger than he ever was. You know, so it's kind of like yeah. he's he's always beaten Anakin. They uh, in between major story arcs in the ongoing Star Wars comic. Um, so the Vader down story arc just concluded, and then they they do a individual issue that looks back at uh, the journal of Obi Wan Kenobi, and it's like him on Tatooine, like trying to figure out the balance like, between like watching him from a park bench, like yeah, watching hey, Luke, from, I from see a you park, over there, <laughs> and like making sure that he like is also fulfilling his destiny too. 
and in this one, Owen Lars like confronts him and he's like, what are you doing? You crazy jerk. Like <laughs> stay away from my family. Or you're going to get Luke killed. Like you got Anakin killed. And it's pretty cool. I like Obi-Wan a lot because he's such a failure too. You know, for all of his, for all of his powers, he's, he's a complete failure. Wait, wait till that spinoff movie comes where they have him fight Darth Maul again. That would be really cool. Yeah. Ewan McGregor, I think, was the best part of the prequels, too. Well, yeah, and another Star Wars comic I think that's coming out, it's replacing uh, the Kanan series, is they're doing an ongoing Poe Dameron comic. Oh, yeah, they are. My man Poe. Gunslinging Poe Dameron. Yeah, man. Like I said, man, I'd like to see him strut into a casino and just win big. Speaking of Twitter, we were talking about Twitter earlier. The the funniest tweet I've seen in a long time was it was like a bad Han Solo father, um, like, Twitter account yeah. and they had a picture of Han Solo and Princess Leia from like the old trilogy like sitting there hugging and someone cut out Poe Dameron like cut out a picture of Poe Dameron and like stuck it next to them mm-hmm. and it was just like oh now the family's complete you know because it's like he would like Poe Dameron's like would be his like ideal son because he's like a super good pilot oh, and yeah. suave and he everything definitely would be but. there was a, a picture circulating around on Facebook it's like a family portrait of yes. Harrison Ford <laughs> Carrie Fisher and uh, and Adam Driver when he was they took like an old photo of adam driver when he was a kid yeah that's pretty amazing yeah it looks it's good photoshop work yeah that's what i'm talking about right there Uh, tyler do you have any uh check recommendations or recommendations i do um i would say for check for comic wise just start reading dc because there's there's whispers in the winds of maybe another reboot of the DC Comics uh, universe. Well, they're going back. Rebirth or something it's called. Superman is going to get all his powers back. And I really liked the Powerless Superman run. We should probably talk about this on an ep- another episode. Um, and the stuff they're doing with Batman is really cool, too, how he's... Yeah. I mean, I've the little bit that I've gotten to see of, of uh, Gordon Batman, I've really, really liked it. But... I will say I'm, I think I'm ready for Bruce to come back. Really, I I, I am. It's it, been about a year now. It was I guess. it was a good what like ten so up issue run, but because they come out monthly, it's been like a year basically. And it's yeah. just I'm ready. Like I think now that I've the only person that I'm confident that if he full time took over as Batman, I'd be okay with it as Dick Grayson. Yeah. Out of all the different like Batman's we've seen besides Bruce, I think Dick Grayson is the only person. If they just said Bruce Wayne is finally done. He's done, and he's never coming back. If the, it made a dick race, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I just – I don't know. I kind of like the way it was going because it's such a build-up. I mean, I, I've been following Scott Snyder's run since the beginning. And, I, and to go I'm, through great. Zero Year, Court of Owls, Death in the Family, Endgame, and now whatever they're going to call this new arc with Jim Gordon. It's, um, it's called – it's like something like Heavy Metal or something. It's like oh, really? su- or Super Heavy or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, Super Heavy. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. The storyline has been really great, and it's been something that I haven't seen done with Batman ever. So, I'm, and you know what I'm excited for? Because Capullo's done at 50. I don't know about I don't know if Snyder's done because this rumor is that Batman, when they do this rebirth, is going to become like Batman is going to continue on. It's not going to go back to zero, but it's going to become a two book a month. Like, book. oh really? Yeah. Um, I hope Snyder stays on it just because. To me, he's my Batman writer, you know, because it's just when I started reading comics, he was the guy that wrote it. But apparently what him and both both him and Capullo said when they get back together in D.C. in about a year or so, because Capullo is going off to work with uh, Mark Mil- Mark Millar, I think. Yeah. Um, they said like what they're going to do for D.C. when they get back together is going to be even bigger than what they're doing with Batman now. So oh, I'm like cool. super, super ready. Um, and other two things I would recommend recommend. I just got done watching the show Peaky Blinders on Netflix. What is um, that? It's like a, I think it's, I don't know if it was a BBC thing or just a Netflix original, 
but it's basically it takes place right after World War One, and it's like an Irish London England type thing gangster miniseries. It's kind of like it's only six episodes a season, hour long episodes. Stars Cillian Murphy, Tom Hardy comes in in season two, um, but it's got like. You'll see a lot of guys and you'll go, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that guy. Because they're in a lot of like gangster type movies together. And it's just a lot of just like gangs trying to get powerful. And they kind of start off at the bottom and they start working their way up. Cillian Murphy is amazing in this show. But I would highly recommend it. It's a great show. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's only two, only 12 episodes. So it'd be like watching Daredevil over. It's not really a comic booky thing, but I enjoyed it so much that I can't not recommend it. Cool. And this last, I think it was just this last week, season two of Young Justice got put on Netflix. So for those of you who had missed it when it was on and watched season one on Netflix and really loved it, finally, after like three years, they finally got season two on. So now that I just finished Peaky Blinders, like that's the next thing I'm going to go watch. Because yeah, pretty good. if you haven't seen season one of Young Justice, watch it. It's really, really good. Have you seen the second season? I have not. I'm, you'll, you'll like it. It's yeah. a lot better. It's a lot more. And, 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 and um, one of my friends who had seen it said he wishes he would have waited because there were such gaps between episodes because it took so long to make them that he kind of got disinterested in the show because it just felt like there was he was waiting and waiting and waiting. And he said, if you can watch it all in one go, he's like, it'll be really, really good. Yeah. That came so. out. I think when I was in like high school. Yeah. So good. Cool. Well, that does it for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, man, this was a jumbo packed episode. We're, I think we're getting probably close to like two hours, but it was a good one. Hope you guys liked the, uh, the Deadpool stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter at raving geek, same deal on Facebook. If you guys want to send us an email, you can't, we don't have an email, but, uh, what were you going to say? I, I would like to do the outro, the final outro, if I can, when you're yeah, done. Let me let me just bestow that honor upon you right now. <laughs> right Go now? For it. Yeah. So, guys, check us out. Same bet time, same bet network. <laughs> <laughs>